When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. All right, Vikings event line right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel every Sunday. Hit that subscribe button for daily Vikings entertainment. Of course, Vikings event line lives on throughout the entire year during the regular season and hopefully playoffs, at least sometimes playoffs for the Vikings. Uh, we like to bring in fans right after the game to talk about the game. And in the offseason edition, uh, I still like to host this platform, speaking to a bunch of different Vikings fans from all over the country and the globe. Uh, to get their thoughts on the offseason, about last season, about the draft. There's plenty of things to always get into. So if this is a show that you'd like to be on or have discovered for the first time, uh, hit me up if you'd like to be a guest on this show. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I kind of monitor that email throughout the weeks, and I bank up guests. So uh, if you'd like to be on the show, hit me up, vikingsventline at gmail.com. There's also uh, the Score North app where you can find a kind of central hub for a lot of the stuff we do for feedback and whatnot, so you can hit me up there too. Of course, uh, market calendars, April 25th, the Purple Daily uh, draft party from the Fillmore in Minneapolis. We're really excited for that. This will be a free event. Uh, we'll have some VIP ticket options as well. We're kind of putting the final touches on that information too, so stay tuned. I know some fans have asked about that. We'll have that all that info, and we'll have a website. We'll have everything in the app too uh, with more info coming very, very soon, but mark those calendars for April 25th. And hit the subscribe button too for Daily Vikings Entertainment. Purple Daily also sponsored by our friends at Quick Trip. Make your life easier. Make your week easier. Go to Quick Trip. Get the quality gasket guarantee. Plenty of great stuff at Quick Trip. All right, let's get our guys in here. Let's get Colin in here. Let's get Nate in here on Vikings Ventline. Uh, Colin making his second return to Ventline. He was on right after the 49ers game. A highlight of the season. Oh, what could have been, Colin, if, uh, the, if, if after that win for the Vikings and if Kirk doesn't get hurt against Green Bay. Probably looks like a yes. much different season for the Vikings than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, uh, yeah. After that victory, I, I was very happy, very hopeful, and then the Green Bay came, came and <laughs> went downhill from there. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, and Nate, welcome to Vikings Event Line. Good to have you on here. Uh, you've been listening to Purple Daily on and off for like the last few years. Excited to have you on, though. though uh, where are you calling from, and how long have you been a Vikings fan, sir? Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, calling in from Minneapolis. Um, okay. I've been a Vikings fan, you know, pretty much my whole life, born and raised in Minnesota. Um, I think I really started following them pretty closely, uh, probably back in like 93, 94, somewhere in there. Um okay with uh, Denny Green um, coaching the team. And then obviously the 98 season with Moss and everything like that, you know, really got me hooked and everything. But you know, growing up, I was, uh, I just I think some of my earliest Viking memories were my grandpa, you know, like in the early eighties, like just cussing at the TV about Tony Kramer and things like that. Just like, you know, you remember the, the Vikings were not a great team back in the eighties and he was always cussing about things. Cause he, he remembers the great teams of the, uh, of the seventies and the Super Bowl runs and everything. Nothing like grandpa getting upset at the TV I yeah. <laughs> and just kind of laying the footwork for you and groundwork for you for, uh, for the next uh, era of Vikings football. <laughs> for sure. Love it. Uh, well guys, let's kick around some questions here on Vikings vent line. Uh, Colin, I'm going to start with you here. What, what do you like? What would you like the Vikings to do in free agency on Friday? It was also announced the uh, salary caps even going up. So teams are going to have about 30 more million dollars to spend as uh, compared to last season. So free agency plans, what, what would you like to see the Vikings do uh, this off season? Well, especially with the cap going up, um, I think one of the first things that we should do is, is absolutely lock down a contract for Daniel Hunter and, um, because he is the heart and soul of this defense. He is the main guy that everyone looks looks up to. And um and yeah, to me it's a must a must sign deal. And and um when it comes to Kirk Cousins, um as much as I love Kirk Cousins, he's been our quarterback for the past four or five, six years now. Um it is I think with this upcoming uh draft class coming up. I think, I think it's time for him to walk into free agency and see what other options there are. Um, I know, but um, I also think Declan, you're not going to agree with this more than likely, but we need a new kicker. Greg Joseph has to go. Um, I'll just leave it at that. And um the question that I have for, I guess, both of you once we get there is, um, do you think the Vikings should go out and re-sign Cam Akers? Um, because obviously Alexander Madison has not lived up to expectations, especially for starting running back. Uh, Ty Chandler has uh, lived up to expectations to be a backup running back regularly. So I was wondering, would Cam Akers – be an option for you guys because I'm kind of torn on this one. You know, with, with with Akers, I think he had what now he's suffered two different Achilles injuries. He suffered a second one with the Vikings. He had another one with the Rams before in his career. I would, I'd probably look elsewhere for running back help, but I, I'm with you that they have to figure out their running game and probably as much as fans probably don't want to overpay or even just sign any free agent running backs. It's kind of a dangerous proposition. They might have to, they might be forced to dip their toe into that market. You know, Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler, to your point, are probably more of backups, but they need some legitimate help here in that position. And KOC, I think, also needs to look in the mirror a little bit too and kind of self-evaluate how he just operates in the running game. I'd probably look elsewhere than Cam Akers, especially if the Achilles injury is going to linger him a little bit, but you could bring him back as depth. Nate, not sure what you think, if you'd like to see the Vikings kind of add it running back or maybe just kind of 
roll with Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler for another year. Yeah, I'd like to see him add another piece. You know, I was uh, look at reading something online the other day, and uh, someone was floating the idea of uh, DeAndre Swift with the uh, with the Eagles, who mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't characterize him as an as an RB one. You know, maybe an RB two, RB three, somewhere in there. But I think a you know a decent depth piece, and we could probably get him for a, a decent salary. Um, I've seen other people talk about like Tony Pollard, you know, uh, uh, Saquon Barkley, and I'm just not a big fan of like paying that much for yeah. for running backs in this league. It's just I think those guys are just going to cost too much. And I think we got to, we got to like, we're, we're finally in a place where our salary cap is actually getting a lot better and getting cleaned up. And I just don't feel like those, those kinds of moves would be uh, beneficial long-term. Yeah. I, I don't think Pollard will cost as much. Saquon will see. I mean, I, there's a wide variance in what teams will give him because teams are reluctant to pay running backs, but man, he's been one of the best and most productive running backs too over the last four or five years. I do think they'll have to fix something there um, with that position going forward because they can't afford to have just Madison and Ty Chandler again. They'll have to have some type of external addition. Uh, Nate, how about you, though? What do you want to see the Vikings do in free agency? Do you also want to bring back Daniel Hunter? Are you letting Kirk walk? What's kind of your blueprint plan for the Vikings uh, this offseason? Well, I've been thinking about that, and I think a lot of people are looking at it and kind of saying, okay, that the, what we do in free agency is going to kind of determine what we do in the draft, you know? Mm-hmm. If we bring back Kirk, that kind of determines or that kind of dictates what they're going to do um, in the draft from the quarterback perspective. And I think they need to kind of think about it uh, the other ways around. Think about what they want to do in the draft and then and then kind of have free agency reflect that. And I think it's obvious the number one issue in the draft is getting a quarterback. Um, they, they have to draft a quarterback, I think, in the first or second round. Second round, the latest, you know, um, because – Kirk's getting up there in age. He very well may not be with the team. And even if he is, I just don't think he's the kind of player that's going to elevate the team. And I think his salary is going to uh, prevent them from kind of building, uh, getting other building blocks in, in place around him. So I think with the focus on drafting a quarterback, about the only reason I can see to bring Kirk back is if he would agree to come back on the amount of his dead cap hit. I think anything more than that, he kind of becomes, because he's just going to be a bridge quarterback, really you know, for one or two years. And if we bring them back at like 30, 35 million a year, 40 million, whatever they're floating out there, that's a really expensive bridge quarterback. To me, you go after the, the Ryan Tannehill's, the, um, um, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name from the Colts, uh, Gardner Minshew. Minshew. You know, know, I think there's probably a couple of other ones out there that we could, uh, that we could look at bring in that bridge quarterback, focus on getting to Neil settled for, you know, three to four years, Maybe get like like I said that DeAndre Swift. Um, I just saw some news that the Dolphins are intending to release Xavier uh, Howard. He might be a decent uh, piece to bring back, reunite with uh, Brian Flores, and you know add a little bit of depth and uh, strength to our secondary. Um, and then focus if they can on defensive line. Um, you know if they can bring back Hunter, I'd like to see him go after one of those uh, one of those uh, upper tier uh, free agents. You know. Yeah. Uh, Wilkins with the Dolphins. Um, I've heard some things that maybe the the Ravens are going to um, franchise tag. Is it? I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Matabuike. 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 Yeah. So he he may not be an option, but I think there's a couple other you know decent ones out there. Um, focus on the D line. You can still address that in the draft, but with the focus being on quarterback in the draft, you got to pivot to the defense and free agency. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines, 
and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Yeah, whatever. I know fans are looking ahead to the draft, and rightfully so. It's it's always a fun time of year, but free agency will kind of dictate what they want to do there. And if that's a big splash, whether that's bringing Kirk back, and then that might answer something at quarterback, maybe doesn't take the immediate need to trade up to get one, but you still have to kind of plan for life after Kirk. And if they make a big splash defensively with Daniil Hunter or Wilkins or even Matabuike, if he's available to them, um, do you have less of a need to take a defensive player right away also at 11? So as much as we're looking ahead to the draft, and that'll be fun, and we'll talk about we'll talk draft here in just a sec, um, they have to figure out their free agency plan, then obviously that'll dictate everything that they'll do um, come draft time in a couple months. So, Colin, is, is this a make-or-break draft for Kwesi? You know, like first draft has kind of been a big trekking towards being a bust last year. There was some, you know, progress jordan addison and ivan pace and maybe mckay blackman turns into something but is this a make or break draft for quasi coming up here um well make or break is an interesting term um because in the first draft yeah it's basically a bust except for ty chandler i mean he's the only pick that really stood out as not uh really that much of a bust but um and yeah obviously in the second Second year, Jordan Addison was a hit. Um, but coming up on this third year here, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if make or break is the right term. It probably is, but um, but this is a very important draft for Quasi this yeah. upcoming year because um, because this is a perfect opportunity to go out and get a young stud at quarterback. Um, an opportunity to trade up and get a guy like Jaden Daniels, who is someone that I personally really like a lot. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just in a big belief. I'm just a big believer that uh, we should go out and get a young quarterback that is at least a little bit more mobile than what Kirk Cousins is. So yeah. um so, yes, I think it's a make-or-break draft for Quasey this year. Um, if he if he craps the bed on this draft, I don't see I don't see really much of an excuse yeah. for next year. So. It feels pretty pivotal. Yeah, you might make or break. It's not like he's going to get fired right after the draft, but definitely yeah. he needs to really hit one and needs to bring it home because first draft being a miss, second draft being better progress, but still obviously there are some iffy picks there as well. If yeah. he finds their, the future quarterback and there's some strides there with Kevin O'Connell, I think that extends, obviously, the life of both Casey and Kevin O'Connell here long-term. Um, and the Vikings just, they need a draft class that has immediate impact. And I know draft classes mostly take a long time to develop. You saw that with the Lions this last year where they obviously had a lot of high picks in the first and second round. But there's a big reason why that that team had so much success last year is because their rookie class had a humongous impact on the field. And for the most part, the Vikings draft picks over the last few years haven't seen the field um, to make a big of an impact. They've had had their other veteran players that have done that. So pretty pivotal draft. Nate, how about you? Do you think that this is a pretty pivotal draft for Kwesi Dofa Mensa? Yeah, I think the, I think the word pivotal is key. I think that's a, probably the the best way to describe it. Um, and I think we're, you know, we're, we're willing to overlook some things in 2022. I mean, he was working with the previous uh, 
uh, scouting uh, staff and everything. From what I hear, Ed Donatel might have had an undue influence on, you know, the drafting of Lewis Seen and uh, some of the other defensive players. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it all falls on the GM. Um, you know, if you're not drafting well. I mean, you can point the finger at the scouts, you know, the coaches, whatever. But I mean, that ultimately falls on the GM. And um, while I wouldn't say, you know, we should if we have a bad draft this year, or if the players don't produce in 2024, that we should like fire them and move on or something. I don't think that's the case. But it's obviously going to, you know, his percentage chance of getting uh, getting a new contract, I would say, drops down to, you know, 10, 20 percent if, if he, uh, if, he it's a, if it's a swing and a miss on the draft, especially if they don't get the quarterback. Uh, position right if they don't get the quarterback position right man that's like all right we're moving on again yeah I mean you saw that with the Panthers for God's sakes with Bryce Young yeah. that they just blew out that entire organization and not to say the Vikings are like the Panthers Carolina has some questionable ownership decisions in general but you saw how quickly that an organization just decided hey you guys have been here for a minute I get it but we're gonna start over again and we'll still yeah. start over with Bryce Young but the Vikings can't afford probably even if they have a poor season record-wise in 2024, if there's strides with the quarterback and with the offense, what KLC can do, yeah, actually, I think would, the Wilfs would, would have a little bit more of a leeway to give Kevin O'Connell and probably Casey Adolfo Mensa to get a second contract as they enter year three um, of a four-year deal. If everything goes right, can they be a playoff team next year, Colin, or are they kind of tracking where maybe that's just too far-fetched and it's a little confusing to figure out, obviously, because there's a lot of questions we still got to answer about the Vikings, but do you think if they hit on the right things here immediately in this off season, do you see them returning to the playoffs in 2024? Um, with the current roster that we have right now, no, that's a simple answer. We're not going to make the playoffs with what we have right now, but, um, but if we make the right decisions, you know, locking up Daniel Hunter long-term getting, uh, hitting on the quarterback position in the draft, uh, reassuring our O-line a little bit, reassuring our corner position as well, or secondary in general. Um, and also and also uh, just reassuring up the positions that we don't really think about, like what Brandon Powell does, our punt returner. Um, you know, if we can bring in guys in free agency, like the Howard guy from Miami, I, you know, if we brought him in, that would be awesome for our secondary. Um, but I would say right now we should give it a little bit of time before we say if this team is a playoff team or not, but with the current roster that we have, if we just resign everybody and bring Kirk cousins back, then no, we will not be a playoff team. Interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder too, with the salary cap going up, if like that does mean that the likelihood of them trying to run it back a little bit more with Kirk and Daniil, I wonder if that has changed their plans up a little bit. We'll, we'll certainly see, but the salary it, cap is huge. Yeah. yeah. I think running it back probably gives the Wilfs more hope that they could be a playoff team because they know what they have there. But at the same time, is it just, do you just want to be the wild card playoff team or do you want to kind of start something new here with a fresh face at quarterback and, build something that might take a little bit more time to become a, not just a playoff team, but a perennial contender in the NFC, which the Vikings, although they've had some pop-up years, uh, have never really had sustained success where they're making the playoffs year in and year out. Just what one back-to-back trip to the playoffs in the last 15, 20 years. So they have to show that they can do this consistently, but 
Nate, how about you? Do you think if they hit these right pieces or if they run it back, are they a playoff team or they're just going to have to kind of figure this out a little bit down the line after they make all these roster decisions? If they run it back, I don't think they are. Um, and even if they even if they hit on like free agency in the draft and they're much improved, I think I think the Vikings will be an improved team over last year. I mean, you know, the number of injuries that we had, um, just that quarterback carousel. I mean, it, it doesn't matter, you know, how good the pieces are around there. If, if you're having to swap out quarterbacks and the quarterbacks are struggling in each situation, I mean, there's no way to uh, maintain consistency on the field and any team is going to struggle um, in that kind of situation. But I think even if they are improved, which I think they will be, I think we have to just consider that it's not so much about how improved they are, but how well uh, other teams in the division are going to perform and other teams in the conference are going to perform. And I just think right now, I mean, even if, even with a weakened um, NF, NFC, but a much improved uh, NFC North, I, I just don't see the Vikings making it. I mean, I can see them being like a fringe, maybe like, you know, trying to sneak into a wild card spot, but I just think the other teams in the division are just um, are, are ahead of us. Um, you know, Detroit's got a younger, better team. They've been hitting on the draft picks and brought in some good free agents. Um, same thing with the Packers. They're a very young team, but they're all of a sudden looking like they're ascending. And then the the Bears. I mean, look at their look at their draft capital. Look at their uh, at their uh, cap space. They're going to be an improved team. Um, so. Even if we'll be an improved team, I don't think it's going to translate to a, uh, necessarily a better record, um, which which may not be a bad thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the team gets some confidence; they're playing well in the season; they're putting things together. Maybe not, maybe not getting W's left and right, but if they're improving as a team, maybe they can go into the the draft next year with a, another good uh, higher draft pick. Yeah. You know, continue to build that team and then really take off in twenty twenty five. Yeah, I think there's more of a leeway if they start fresh here with a rookie quarterback and say goodbye to some veterans. And as much as the Wilfs don't like to enter kind of the uncertainty there, I do believe pending them just being one of the worst teams in the NFL that they'll still give Kevin and Quasey another shot here to continue to build something. And if there's strides that are being having you know, that are being made with the rookie quarterback, can totally see that. And yeah, well, we'll see here. I mean, I think only like 50% of teams ever like return to the playoffs. So there's always teams that are exiting and entering the playoff field every single year. And the division, though, is pretty cutthroat, to your point, Nate, that all of a sudden now the NFC North, which used to be kind of not a lapple division, but a pretty one-horse division for between one of the teams for the most years, is now pretty dang competitive, especially if the Bears are going to be really good in 2024 with all the money that they have to play with. Uh, last thing here, Colin, any, uh, any last takes that you'd love to give? Any shout-outs you'd love to give? Uh, fire away, man. Yeah, so I got a few shout-outs to give. Um want to give a shout out to my buddy Ethan who's out in Japan right now serving our military in the Marines. Awesome. He is a Dolphins fan so we'll forgive him. <laughs> um but I want to give a shout out to Alec, my friend Alec who's also a Vikings fan out here in the state of Colorado. So we're struggling together with all these dang Bronco fans. <laughs> um and want to give a shout out to my parents for give for giving me, excuse me, I want to shout out my parents for showing me the sport of football and getting into it. And I want to give a shout out to my grandfather who gave me my first Vikings hat. Heck yeah, man. Love that. Look at that. Grandpa's obviously playing a big role in both your guys' Vikings uh, <laughs> Vikings life. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> Nate, how about you, man? Any last takes? Any shout outs you'd love to give? Go ahead, man. Yeah, I think last take that I'd have, and I know this is, isn't a popular one, um, 
I follow the Vikings a lot on, on Reddit. The Vikings subreddit yeah. is kind of where I get a lot of my news, and I'm always kind of hitting the refresh on that every day, looking for something to, to pop up. It's not a popular thing in that forum, but um, I think it was last week, uh, last Friday's episode of Purple Daily, they were talking about a, a listener had uh, proposed a trade for Justin Jefferson uh, that would, uh, I think it was a trade with the Cardinals, get them up to pick number four. Um, they wouldn't lose their 11 pick, they'd, so they get that spot. Maybe another first-round pick, some other picks kind of similar to the Tyreek Hill trade. And I think that's something we need to entertain. Um, when you look at other teams that have been really successful in the last five or six years, um, yes, the Chiefs won one with Tyreek Hill, but they went, on, they went on to win two in a row without him. And yeah. with a receiving core that you know isn't that great, I think you know teams like the Chiefs, the Patriots, um, even the Buccaneers, I mean, they got Mike Evans, they got Chris Godwin, they got some good good players, but not as good as Jeff, Justin Jefferson. I think that they kind of show that there's a good blueprint there where you don't need to, and maybe you shouldn't overpay for a uh, for a wide receiver like that if you want to have a championship team. Um, from what I understand, the Dolphins are in a, a tough cap spot um, mm-hmm. with their cap space. Probably a lot of that has to do with Tyreek Hill. Um, so something we need to entertain and maybe be at peace with. You know, they could... I think that trade that was proposed on Purple Daily was, you know, getting the four spot, nabbing a QB in that at 11, grabbing one of the the top wide receivers that are still there. And you got him on rookie contract with Jordan Addison, and I think he got something. So uh, shout out wise, um, I kind of want to give a shout out to the Vikings fans that have passed away and uh, uh, weren't able to, you know, they they didn't uh, win one before they died. Um, I was just at a family member's funeral about a month ago. And, you know, they got the the boards up, you know, with the pictures of her life and everything. And uh, one of the things they had hanging there was her Vikings jacket, you know. It looked like it was from the 80s. And uh, it just kind of made me think of, like, all these family members, friends who passed away. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they they were always talking about, oh, I just want to see them win one before we die. And, um, you know, I know that that day is going to come and it's going to be going to be pretty bittersweet when uh, we think about all the loved ones and fans that have passed on and weren't able to see that moment. Amen, man. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of lot of fans who unfortunately weren't able to see it, and hopefully we can live that for them. And then the next generation too, as like a young Vikings fan who sees that nine or eight years old, thinks, "Oh, this is well, this is what life will be." They win their first championship <laughs> in one of their first seasons. They'll see. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes there. Well, fellas, thank you so much for coming on Vikings Vent Line. Some great takes, great thoughts on the upcoming off season. And if anyone wants to come on a future episode, hit me up. It's Vikings Vent Line at gmail.com. Hit that subscribe button for daily Vikings entertainment. This has been Vikings Event Line.